0: Hi, everybody. I'm Beta Scott, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers.
1: Thinking your way in the world today Takes everything you got Taking a break from all your worries That troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Chairs where everybody knows your name, especially when you have 9 lives. This is Wrestling Chairs where we like to talk about things going in the Northeast how independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an interview episode with Veda Scott. I am your host, I am Justin Summers, and Wrestling Chairs is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you are ever listening to this fine podcast. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingChairs.podbean.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, this is an interview episode with the one and only Veda Scott. So, yeah, this interview actually of, uh, on this day that this is releasing, January 30th, it is exactly two months ago that I sat down with Veda Scott. It was at UXWA at their the show that they had on November 30th. Uh, huge shout out to uh, Razor Sharp and UXWA for uh, allowing me a little bit of room at the their previous building that they were running. Uh, this n- nice, really big room out of everybody's way where I was able to conduct this interview. And also uh, earlier in the year, I did the Mander's interview there. It was absolutely perfect. I had a lot, a lot of fun. And uh, this was like one of the very few times that I did an interview actually during a show. This uh, The second half of the show after intermission is when this all took place and I missed the second half of that show. And I heard it was really, really good. So you can uh, check that out. I think it's IndieWrestling.us or whatever it is. I don't exactly have it pulled up part of uh, Sorgatron Media. Uh, They're the ones that do it. Great bunch of people out there in uh, Pittsburgh who do that. So anyway, I don't want to take too much of your time. I know um, we've had some shorter episodes. Like last week was probably one of the shortest episodes in a while. So this is a little, little bit different. So I'm really, really excited for this because Veda Scott is legitimately one of my favorite female wrestlers. Arguably, if I had to pick, it's like in between her and Natalia and I've liked Natalia longer, but I've had more personal contact with Veda, so it's it's very up in the air. And I'm really, really, really happy like how much she's done outside of AIW, or outside of Cleveland for that matter. And um, it was cool we had her in in Cleveland for two days in a row. First time she'd been in Cleveland since GNO, the very last GNO of well of ever. But it was in March of 2016, I believe. It was the the last show that Biggins was at. Um, so yeah, really, really happy to, to do this. I mentioned it early in the show, uh, in the, in the interview that she was one of the first female wrestlers to appear on the Ohio Indie Report. A little bit of a history lesson for those who don't know, Wrestling Cheers. Yes, this is the 156th episode, but prior to 2016, uh, we were known as the Ohio Indy Report. Uh, we changed it mainly because we weren't concentrating on Ohio as a whole. And for the fact that we spelled indy, and that's frowned upon with part of the internet. Uh, grammar police kept being called on us, so uh, decided to do it just an overhaul, decided to do a different name, and that's where we are today. But back then, I used to have wrestlers on... And we would do the previews for shows because I thought that was kind of cool, a little bit different than what most people were doing. But it, it ended up being a, a very hard to get wrestlers on and on top of everything. Like they don't know everything that's going on in the company. So that's how we got to where we are now. And it's a format that has been stuck with for uh, a good long time. So without any further ado, here is my interview with Veda Scott.
2: Not ready for prime time wrestling. New episodes every single
1: And we're back on the podcast. And I am joined by one of my favorite female wrestlers of all time. And actually, you were the first person to ever kind of be on this podcast feed back the first female uh, on this podcast feed back when it was the Ohio Indie Report. We were with none other. And Fata Scott.
0: <laughs> oh. Nope. it's me, and I remember that. I remember doing that because it's one of the first podcasts I did too. I think really, it was. Holy I had a period God. of time where I was like all in on doing different interviews, and then I kind yeah. of like eased off on it because I'm like, oh, a lot of them feel like they're the same, and now mm. I'm coming back to doing them again. So you're in my like secondary like okay. podcast renaissance now.
1: Well, I mean that that gets into a whole different thing. I've actually had had the conversation with uh, somebody who's here today, uh, Ziggy. Back when she was Jinx, we were talking about how a lot of podcasters, they they do job interviews more than uh, an actual interview or a conversation because if I want to, I can look up a wrestler, find just whatever podcast, like listen to all the interviews, and that's always when did you start becoming a fan what was your, what was your training your, like
0: what's your dream matches and it's always like the exact same yeah. questions to which half the time I don't even have an answer because it changes all the time so I kind of like took a little break from doing interviews especially like long form ones only because I wanted to like things to happen in my life that I could yeah. talk about because I felt like we were just rehashing the same subjects over and over but now I'm back baby
1: yeah and even too like back when you were on it wasn't an interview I was doing a thing which it sounded cool at the time but it was harder trying to get wrestlers on to do previews for mm-hmm. AIW shows. Yes,
0: like, I remember that.
1: So it was like, hey, come on and let's uh, pump up the show. But I think it got to a point there was like some wrestlers would be like, well, I don't, I'm not following along with AIW. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's kind of hard. So I started <laughs> to do more, have like fans come on and everything. And that's where like we evolved. Right.
0: But. Who were like more and sometimes more invested in the wrestling than the wrestlers, which is sad. But yeah, like it makes for like, like you said, like a preview, like at least they're going to every show and like yeah. are invested in it. But um. Yeah. No. I remember that because we talked a little bit about just almost like a a state of AIW kind of yeah. situation was the was the format for the podcast, and I like that. It was different.
1: So you're back here in Cleveland for the first time. And I, I did the math: nine hundred and ninety-three days.
0: That's a while. It's three years, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, three. Years.
1: Well, it'll be three because Two- the last show that I remember you being on was the last GNO.
0: Right. So that was yeah about three years.
1: Yeah, now, yeah, that was... two
0: two Two and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Um, I was excited that I could do that. Uh, we'll do AIW last night. And then uh, this other show tonight is also in Cleveland. So we've, I've been in Cleveland for two days. Uh, a lot of the same fans, a lot of the same fans that I knew when I used to do AIW really regularly Um I just haven't been uh, Wrestling in the states All that often In the past two years You've been everywhere Well I've been a small Selection of everywhere Well In terms of like (laughs) Objectively When you look at the world Not everywhere But in terms of like Pro wrestling I've been a decent Amount of places recently And that's been really cool
1: Like You know You've been to like Canada England Japan I think those are like Some of the like the three big spots to go to.
0: Right now I probably yes, I would say. Although there's like there's wrestling emerging everywhere, which I think is really exciting and that's kind of like the next wave of what I want to pursue is like going to a lot more wrestling in places where it's new yeah. or like a scene is growing or a scene is building. Um and I think that's really exciting too. Like I just um I just wrestled in if you don't mind me like now taking over the podcast. That's fine. Um I just I just did a show uh I just got back from, from I was staying in England, so I'll say I got back from England like uh three weeks ago. But in this time I, I traveled around a little bit and I did shows in different countries. Yeah. And I got to do a show for um for Body Slam Wrestling, which is in Denmark. Okay. And they, they run their big shows in Copenhagen which is the, the capital of Denmark and I talked to the promoter there for a long time about how like there wasn't much of a wrestling scene or it was like very old fashioned mm-hmm. how they're kind of rebuilding it and now these shows are like super cool super fun the crowd was insane it was one of the craziest crowds I've ever been in front of um, and they're just basically rebuilding the Danish wrestling independent wrestling scene yeah. uh, kind of almost from the ground up they use a lot of talent from like Sweden from Norway from from other Scandinavian countries they call it Scandigraps and they're just Mm -hmm. they're rebuilding this wrestling scene that kind of like fell apart or like was seen as old fashioned or had a lot of like maybe negative people in it and there yeah. it's a bunch of younger people now like rebuilding things and and getting an audience back and making it cool again and making it fun yeah. and that's that's the kind of thing I want to be involved in um, there's a lot of Thailand Singapore like a lot of places are have emerging wrestling scenes and I think that's that's the most exciting thing for me in wrestling but yeah this, this show I did in Body Slam uh, in Copenhagen was just one of the most fun shows I've ever been on one of the best crowds I've ever been on mm-hmm and like they are a relatively new thing happening not not that pro wrestling is new to Denmark but this idea of independent pro wrestling the way that we think of it is indie yeah. pro wrestling that's kind of new.
1: Would it be kind of like going to maybe I don't know some state without like a huge wrestling scene like I'm going to say because like, I don't know much about let's say like New Mexico where like there's nothing much but you're helping build like what's going to be right, and big like, promotion for them
0: yeah and the thing is like when I'm talking about this like from a wrestler perspective like there's a lot of Wrestlers, who I think are not where they're where they're trying to wrestle, like maybe there's not a great scene mm-hmm. or not a super positive scene. And some people have the ability to to move or relocate and go someplace where there is more wrestling and that's super cool. and if you can do that, sure, do that. But if you want to be more invested in what you're doing locally, I think then it becomes your personal responsibility to to invest in your local scene and build that up yeah. as much as you can. And there are ways to do that that are like, of course you can run shows mm-hmm. and that's like the easiest and hardest way to do things. Yeah. Um, but like, let's say maybe that's not something you do then at least like get together all the pro wrestlers in your area and like, talk about wrestling, train together, like just make each other better because what ends up happening in a lot of these like places where maybe pro wrestling isn't super popular or there's not a lot of wrestlers is it just takes one person to get really invested and it takes one person to say, I'm going to like better myself and sometimes it means they have to leave for a little while, Mm -hmm. wrestle other places, they get better, they learn new things, they learn new ideas for pro wrestling and then they come back. That's the important part. They come back, And then everyone starts working together and they teach things and then the scene grows from there. And I think seeing that happening is really exciting. And there's a lot of pockets of that if you pay attention to it in wrestling.
1: Yeah, I I could see a lot of that with, I mean, even kind of like this area where it kind of came from. And now, you know, we have, I mean, AIW has always been like one of the best, but, you know, it took a long time to get where we're at. Yeah. Some people say Like maybe like It could be big On a national level Right Maybe not like Like an AEW But saying like One of the the top companies Right It it took people To come out And like do all, do all that. And I can only like imagine we're like countries to where there's like nothing. Oh,
0: there's, a, yeah, seeing. there's entire just like many, many entire countries where there's no pro wrestling. But there's people who want to be pro wrestlers. Yeah. And so they just throw some mats down and they start training and mm-hmm. they start teaching each other. And like, of course, like a pro wrestling school is important, but it's not the number one thing. Like you can, you can figure this out. You can learn. You can go out and train and come back and teach other people. Like there's just this emerging like sort of a DIY ground up pro wrestling is sort of the, the most exciting thing for yeah. me, I think, right now. And that's something I want to, as my career evolves, get more involved in.
1: What's been some of your favorite countries to go to? And I want to say this food-wise. I'm always interested in like food from Ooh, other countries okay. how crazy it can be. So
0: I was vegan for a long time. Now I'm just vegetarian. So okay. I don't fully get to experience everything yeah but i am a i love food and i love cooking and i love learning about food so i feel like i appreciate food even if it's not something that i would eat um also my partner speedball mike bailey is uh he has a culinary background he will also eat anything and everything so he uh Sometimes I get to just sort of like experience food in a country just through what he he eats, even yeah. though it's not something that I would eat. And he talks to me about it. Um, so let me think. I mean, i loved I love Japan, even though, like, on the face, there's not a lot that I can eat there. What mm-hmm. I can is great. They have vegan ramen that's really good. Okay. um where else have I got? like I went to, got to go to Paris last year, and okay. like there was it's not necessarily a food city for a vegetarian, yeah. but there were like, Seeing other food that people were eating, Mm -hmm. even if it's something that I would eat, was very interesting. Um, England right now has a very big, like, vegan and vegetarian movement. So, like, it's not – well, you know a lot of the pro wrestlers, the UK pro wrestlers, they're vegan. Yeah. Yeah, So, like – even just like this isn't necessarily like a fancy food thing, but just like traveling around and stopping at like a road services, and there's always like tons of vegetarian sandwiches oh, yeah. and stuff. Like that's, that's something in the UK that's become more and more of a thing. Um, I just recently was in Edinburgh for a couple of days in Scotland, uh, and a ton of really good food there, which maybe you wouldn't think of. Um, also the whiskey scene there is tops. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a whiskey drinker. So, uh, that's very interesting to me. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I am center a lot of my travels around food So basically like name a place and there's food yeah that i've enjoyed
1: you have like the main core stuff but i think what i really really love is like the junk food
0: that's and and it's different
1: like even just like up north with canada like i know there's stuff that they get that we don't like uh joe louise uh may west uh passion Flakies, and like like those kind of things. I'm
0: nodding. Like people can see me on the <laughs> recording. Yes. Like
1: I have. I had friends who came down a couple of years ago, and they. Uh, I gave them a list of like things I've heard of. Yeah. I'm like, bring these to me, and they did. And like, the, like those three that I mentioned were some of my favorites. Besides, uh. uh Ketchup chips, like that. Like, Cause I'm like, give me real ketchup chips, like that you guys have. Right. Or like, I think I might have said, give me a, also a different all dress than the, the, what came down yeah, here. Which yeah, yeah. But it does, the it,
0: they, they're similar, but like if you put them side to side, you can taste the differences. Or if you talk to a Canadian, they'll tell you the yes. differences.
1: The biggest thing they tell me to go try, but it's like I have to go there to try is that's poutine.
0: Yeah. So like, uh, don't even get me started on poutine. <laughs> uh, because again, uh, my partner, Spiegel, he's Quebecois. So that's like a very, Cherished regional But relatively modern food for them Yeah, And uh, his like definition Of what's poutine is Is very very strict mm-hmm. And he even like he'll expand it a little bit To include like some other like different Versions of it mm-hmm. but there's like specifics In terms of like the cheese curds I've been working on a vegan um, Something that could possibly be like A substitute for a cheese curd that would be vegan And it's nearly impossible because of like The the squeakiness of it Yeah, Thinking maybe like a brined tofu It's it's, it's it's coming down the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm trying to think what else. Oh, so like uh, when you're talking about snack foods, like I love black licorice. And I, I really? tweeted about this recently uh. and it like was very divisive. Yes. But I, I love black licorice and I love the flavor of black licorice. Um, so when I was just – as I was talking about me in Copenhagen um, – in Denmark, black licorice is a very, very popular flavor. Mm-hmm. Especially salted black licorice is something. Mm-hmm. The thing I have to be careful of I don't eat gelatin. So a lot of the sweets okay. have gelatin in them. But there's a lot of vegan black licorice stuff in okay. Denmark. And I was going nuts for that. So I had a lot of black licorice. Not to the point where it'd be dangerous because like you can overindulge in black mm-hmm. licorice. But um I like that. Uh yeah, like little in England there's um a lot of vegetarian, like um gummy type snacks. So like uh, for example, Justin today gifted me a bag of Swedish fish, yes. and I love Swedish fish because I love gummy candies, but they don't have gelatin in them. Okay. So, Swedish fish and sauerkraut, because they don't have gelatin, I can eat them. Um In England, there's a lot of these like gummy candies that they don't have gelatin in them. They're coated in beeswax for whatever reason. So they're technically not vegan, but it's okay. Percy Pigs is is the number uh,
1: one. The one that I know that's over there that's illegal here is Jelly Babies.
0: So yeah, because you can like, I think they're afraid kids are gonna like choke on them
1: because they're. No, that's Wonder Balls. Not Swedish fish. Um,
0: the jelly babies jelly are. Babies, they look like gummy bears, but they're not. They
1: look like sour patch kids, kind yeah. of, but they're not like sour, and they're not as hard as. A sour- Do they have
0: like a cornstarchy kind of coating kind of, on them? Yeah, they have gelatin, so I've never eaten them. Yeah, I,
1: I figured that was with them, but they're illegal here because of a ingredient it is I guess not approved by the FDA. Ah, but
0: that's any, funny.
1: Any time I've had like when Ben Ward used to come over yeah. here a lot for like GNO and everything, yeah. I used to be like. Bring Me Jelly Babies. Jelly baby, Because they're, like, you can bring them in, but, like, people can't sell them. But even though Amazon had them for a while, like, the like the like there's a certain brand that I guess right. is the top notch. And, like, I used to get them I've all seen the time. them. Like, I
0: mean, I've seen them on, like, the, the sweets shelves. Yeah. And I know what you're talking about now that you're saying it.
1: It's... It's a weird, weird taste and texture, but I huh. I like it. And I got it from uh, watching Doctor Who. So, see, I,
0: now like, I know this about you. So, yeah. I'll have to remember this next time I'm over there. Jelly Babies. Because I, like I said, they I know they have, gel- like, I know what doesn't have gelatin and I can eat. Because I, I love, I used to love, like, gummy bears and gummy candy when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah. But so much of it I can't eat anymore. Um, but, like, Swedish Fish uh, Percy Pigs, which I love from England, like a lot of they have a lot of vegetarian gummy stuff. Yeah. But yeah. The sweets, the crisps, the crisp selection is, yeah. is different there because um, I'm a big snack food person, too. <laughs> um, I just am a food person, I think. But everywhere I go, I try to yeah. like try different stuff.
1: Like we did a thing a, a while back. Uh, there's a subscription box called Snack Crate.
0: Okay, and I don't know this one in particular, but is it one? Is it like different, like international snacks? I've seen those every
1: every month. It's a different country,
0: huh? And then
1: like you can get the top tier comes with a like a drink from right. from that country, and like it was cool to try. all these other countries even like some stuff i would never find again but we do have you know world market which you can get some of the stuff so it's like okay cool like i don't have to like wait for that or order it internationally i can go to a store and pick up certain things like england they have jammy dodgers i can go to a world market and get jammy dodgers yeah and that's a little i know i've had conversations with uh some of my english friends and they some of them agree with me it's like not enough jam to cookie ratio like if it was an oreo (laughs) it's like there's not enough cream in, no.
0: I what what cookie did I get really hooked on um, recently so I like I like a custard cream um, I like a dippable I like a dippable biscuit okay. that I can dip in like a, a hot drink or a tea mm-hmm. so even just like a regular you got like, the
1: language down too.
0: yeah like just <laughs> a dippable biscuit is good um, but yeah there's there's and there's so many different varieties oh man now I just want to be back in England and eat snacks I didn't want to wrestle I just want to eat
1: food forever. in between them and like Japan like I know a lot of people go crazy for a lot of stuff over there but I'm just like they have how many Kit Kats, how many different Cokes? <laughs> and like that's just those two lines like
0: I got really hooked uh on the J Cola it's like a Pepsi. I've had it. Pepsi. Uh, had it. it was ginger, yes. but it's Pepsi ginger.
1: Like Comes around Christmas.
0: Yeah, it's like a Pepsi Max kind of thing. Like it's, it's sugar-free mm-hmm. or it's like got Splendor or something in it, but they had a ginger-flavored one. And I got super hooked on that in Japan a couple times. And then in England, Pepsi Max, which they have there, like Pepsi Max is very popular. There's not so much popular here anymore. Yeah. Pepsi Max, they had a ginger Pepsi Max and I was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> and it was awful. <laughs> yeah. And I shouldn't be drinking diet sodas Or energy drinks or anything But when I do, I like them to be tasty yeah. And I was so pumped to see Ginger, Pepsi, Max, and it was gross It, it was not the same
1: The, the J. Cole that I would, for a brief period of time it got Because we were doing th- this particular thing And uh, Snack Crate at the same time yeah. but There's one called Tokyo Treat
2: mm, is Which is just, just snack
1: food from Japan And they like their snack foods is just also like on a different level. Yeah. Like some of the stuff they do, and it's like some of their snacks, like stuff you kind of have to build or whatnot. And I'm just like, that's just weird. But like, they're but that's like, I got the drink one where it came with uh, J. Cole the one month, and yeah. I don't like Pepsi, but I'm like, this is actually really good.
0: Well, like the other thing too, I think internationally is just like different. I like to look at just like different like convenience stores and stuff, and like just different snack selections. Like we were talking about Canada. Like I whenever I go up to Canada, I'll. Like, bring back, like, a coffee crisp. Something just, like, even just one, like, thing.
1: You you can get those at World Market.
0: I know, but it's different when you go, when you get it there. So, there's a... uh, I'm a big ice cream person, and I always have been. Uh, There's a coffee crisp ice cream available in supermarkets in Canada now. And it is... It's not even... So, here's the thing. I'm a big ice cream person. It's not even proper ice cream. It's more of a frozen dessert. Like, it doesn't have a high milk fat content or anything. But it is, for some reason... Freaking delicious. So we I'd seen it. I'd seen it on the shelves. I'd seen it on the shelves. I'd seen it on the shelves. And one day, um, Speedball and I were like buying stuff for like a picnic or something, and I was like, Oh, we're getting the coffee crisp ice cream. So we get it. And I looked at it and I was like, the the hesitation was it was it's not like high milk fat. It's not like it's like a frozen dessert more than an ice cream. So it's like um like a Briar's versus that's, a ben and jerry's.
1: Yeah, okay, that's kind so of. So like what I was ben
0: thinking. and jerry's is like very rich, it has like a high milk fat on it. A Briars is more of like a churned sort of frozen dirt. It's not it's never as good. Yeah. It's good, but it's not a proper ice cream. Yeah, yeah. That was my hesitation. But it's coffee crisp. So we get this thing, we open it. I scoop out two little mugs of it. The mugs are gone in 10 seconds. <laughs> it's the best ice cream I think I've ever had in my life, this coffee crisp ice cream. Wow. And to the point where like we just couldn't buy it again. Because a half gallon was gone in or in a day. Like we couldn't buy it again. So someday I will buy the coffee crisp ice cream again. But if you ever are up in Canada oh, and God. you want a, a tasty frozen treat, the half gallon or whatever it is, liter. I don't know what the measure of it is there <laughs> of coffee crisp frozen dessert. Delicious. There are other ones too. There's like a Chips Ahoy. There's a bunch of them. Way better than like a frozen ice cream dessert here. Yeah. For the coffee crisp. Oh man. Oh, that's
1: that's something I really want to try.
0: Dangerous. And it's like, you can't bring it back or anything. You have to eat it there. Yeah. Fuck. Like we had a, we had a little, little cabin up by Quebec city. And so I'm like, okay, we have a supermarket. We have a freezer. Like all, all the, everything is in play here. We can buy the coffee crisp ice cream. Let's try it. We got it. And like, I think I was like eating it out of the carton at like 9am one day. And it was like, we got to get rid of this. We can't have this
1: anymore. (laughs) Uh, One topic I want to get into, I want to go back to, and it's something I don't like to bring up as much, but uh, what was this, 2014. Yeah. I won a date with you. Yes. At AIW Jayla Tournament. And we had a conversation. uh, I, I
0: should probably preface this. So we used to do win a date with Veda Scott. Uh, for a couple years at JLit, which is the big AIW tournament uh, where you could bid and you would win a date with me and that date just would happen uh, at the show uh, in front of the crowd. Um, In the olden days it was like on the mic but then eventually we just sort of like sat off to the side but yeah you would get your date um, and sometimes like multiple people would bid and multiple people would have high bids so we would just bring in like Jimmy Jacobs and you could get a date with Jimmy Jacobs. That
1: was the year I was talking about because that was just special in general because there was like I I won the date with you $270. Um,
0: I think Allison Kay was also up for grabs. No, is Al- it Allison Kaye that, up uh, that year? Heidi. Heidi, yes.
1: He- I forget what she went for, not nearly as much. And then they were like, I think Jimmy was like, just like put me up. Fuck yep. it. Let's do it. And then he went, I think we're like 30 bucks. But like we all were sitting there at a table. And the thing that I'll never forget is as we're kind of like talking, Jim, who won the date with Heidi, yes. which, who works at a movie theater, just goes, What's your favorite movie? And before we get into the conversation it was Jimmy that was like no no you don't ask a question you 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 state something and that person is going to be implied to respond back right he's like that's a better way for a conversation and I was like damn that's right and like you you turn to me I'll fucking never forget this you're just like well I don't really you know have a favorite movie I I just have one movie I don't like in my head immediately there's like a million movies running. I know exactly where
0: this is going oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah
1: To me, like I don't, I don't like Napoleon Dynamite. I just for some that was a movie that I just didn't like. And and I have a friend who naturally kind of talks like that. (laughs) So when I when I heard that like that whole thing, I'm like, oh my god, this is my friend all over. But anyway, I'm like, maybe it's Napoleon Dynamite, maybe this, maybe it's that. And you're like, Tommy Boy, and like the world stopped for a second. That's literally one of my top five favorite movies. (laughs) But it has layers to It, it. it. It does. But you you explained why. Yes. And I want you to explain why here, because it's something it's hard for me to like tell other people.
0: So I don't have a favorite movie. I do. I, I did at the time have a least favorite movie in that movie was Tommy Boy. And it's because I don't particularly like it. Although I do love Chris Farley, Mm -hmm. I don't really like the movie. The reason it's my least favorite movie is because I had seen it on a New Year's Eve uh, when I was in like eighth grade, I think it was, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was like the third wheel on a double date, and Mm -hmm. we were they were watching they were the movie was on, and they like went off to do whatever. Yeah, Uh, again, we were in eighth grade, so like went off to like make out or something, and I was like left alone on the couch to watch Tommy Boy, and I just remember thinking like. (sighs) This sucks. This movie sucks. David Spade sucks. Chris Farley (laughs) sucks. I hate this because my birthday is New Year's Day, so I'm like, this birthday sucks. Everything's terrible, and I just like this this hatred of Tommy Boy like just built up inside me, and I hated it. And then did I this when I talked to you about the the Chris Farley show? Yeah, because right around
1: right around that time, I I just got Audible. Yes, And I, had, I think I had downloaded it, but I hadn't listened to it because I, I bought that book when it came out, but I'm just not a huge sit down at night and read a book kind of person. So having this audible version, I'm like, this is perfect. Because you,
0: you obviously you drive a lot.
1: Yeah, so. I was I was over the road at the time. So like I would listen to podcasts a lot during the week, but then like during the weekend, not as many coming out. So, boom, I could jam out an audio book. Yeah. So then it, it was like, Well, I'm like, I'll listen to the audiobook, you read the book and we'll like we'll come back and talk
0: yeah. about it. So there's a book called The Chris Farley Show and it's basically um it's a biography of Chris Farley, but it's like written by his friends mm-hmm. in different going through his life, uh different recollections from his friends. Um and it's it's a very like a, a very emotional, very powerful. It's a heartbreaking book, but it's something that really resonated with me um, as a performer and an artist. And after I read this, I did a full rewatch of all the Chris Farley movies, mm-hmm. and it was like I don't hate Tommy Boy, I love Tommy Boy, <laughs> but I hate Tommy Boy. And like so, it still remains like one of my conflicted movies where I like I love like I. After reading the book and kind of like how much it like resonated with me, mm-hmm. I went back and watched the film again. And I was like, man, now I have even more emotions. So now freaking Tommy Boy is like the movie that I have the most emotions tied up into. That's, um, that's crazy. And it's still, I, I don't know, man. I still can't watch it without feeling a little resentful.
1: I mean, I can understand that. Like for me, I mean, that's what made me fall in love with Chris Fartley. Yeah. Like I remember my dad got it on pay-per-view like, whenever that was a thing, big thing, I'm just like, oh, this movie, let's let's watch it. Yep. And then I come to find out years later, that came out on my ninth birthday. So, I'm just like, this is like-
0: That's like an Ohio that, thing, too. It's it like very- And it, yeah. being, and it, it was yeah. in
1: Ohio, even though it was filmed in Canada. Yep. It, it's highly quotable for me. Like, one of my biggest icebreakers for people was, like, doing, like, Chris Farley impressions from that movie. Yeah. Like, doing, like, I can do the diner scene. <laughs> Especially like when he he rips up the the roll and makes that noise, like I can do that, <laughs> and that's what makes people a lot of people pop because like I it's not just making random noises like I can do like because it's basically a duck sound yeah. and like I do it and just everybody pops and like that to me that was like a big icebreaker of hey I'm kind of, I'm kind of funny and like one of my, like I was in drama club in yeah high school and I I absolutely loved it and there was like one scene for this one show I had like pantomime stuff. And like my facial expressions Like there's people who I didn't know would walk up to me Like after this show and after a different other place too They're like you really reminded me of Chris Farley
0: Right right And I'm
1: just like you have no idea what that means to me Like if a friend tells me they know my love for it But yeah a complete stranger just going like Man you remind me of Chris Farley
0: Yeah I mean like I would say to people If they they really want to just like Especially if they're an artist themselves Or a performer themselves Like read this or listen to it uh, I feel. I think most people find it pretty resonant, even if you're not a fan. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest Chris Farley fan in the world, but I like this book connected with me. I mean, I have endless book recommendations, so I could say that on pretty much every book. But yeah, no, Tommy Boy still like the most uh, emotions tied up in one movie. I think still to this day, maybe I'll watch it this week. Let's see. I'll <laughs> like, I'll check back in with you and see how <laughs> I feel afterwards. Like
1: it's like I said, of all movies you could have said Tommy like, Boy. Tommy Boy. It's like. It's in my top 5 with Clerks 2, The Dark Knight, um Scarface, and I'm missing something. I can't remember what. I genuinely oh, don't Ghostbusters.
0: Have, I don't have a favorite movie. Um I have a lot of movies I like, uh but I don't I don't think I have a favorite film. I don't except for Tommy Boy, which would be which near the bottom.
1: <laughs> broke my heart. Really did broke my heart. How about like one of the last topics we'll get into cuz I think it's so amusing and something like your your former love of cakes, puppets, and clowns. Like yeah, yeah. Those we, those teenage years. Right yeah.
0: Now. Well, you say former love, Okay. that like okay. implies that I don't still love cakes, puppets, and clowns because I love all of them a lot. Um, I don't have as much time to bake anymore, which is heartbreaking to me because I love baking and I especially yeah. love novelty baking, um, and even just like even just like fun cupcakes and stuff. So that's something that like when I like stop traveling so much and settle more like a kitchen that I can bake in is something I very much look forward to. Um, I, I freaking love puppets. On every level. Um, I love Muppets, I love regular type puppets, I love marionettes, I love mascots and like giant costumes that's sort of like a puppet for your body. I love it all. Okay. Um, Which is where the
1: probably the cat head came from.
0: Yeah, yeah, Because I my my two favorite things are mascots and professional wrestling. So why would I not combine them and become my own mascot? Yeah. O- obviously. Basically. Who wouldn't think of that? <laughs> um, no, I love puppets. Um, I've always been a huge Muppet fan ever since I was a kid. Um, um, my library, like, because I've been going to the library since I was, I was just talking about this on Greg Irons podcast earlier today. Like my mom um, got me a library card as soon as I could write my name. Like that was the rule okay. at my public library. Like if you could write mm. a name on the card, you get your own library card. So that was like two, like I'm little, okay. I get a library card. We start going to the library every week. In addition to books. The library also has, like, toys that you can take out. Mm-hmm. Um, and my library had puppets. They had yep, felt puppets. mine did too. Yep. So I started taking out the puppets, as many as I could take out at a time. And that's why I kind of, like, learned a little bit about, like, making the puppets. And I started to make my own puppets. And mm-hmm. then okay. um, I got really into ventriloquy after a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, like, into sort of the history of ventriloquy and ventriloquism. And, uh, like, Edgar and all these people got really into that kind of puppets. And I just kept making, like, mini- I was did miniatures for a while too like i was crafting a lot yeah so puppets was like a natural extension of all of that um to the point where like i thought like i wonder if there's a way that i could like do this professionally because i used to just do puppet shows Mm -hmm. um for my brother and his friends and then like for more kids and like i was a camp counselor so obviously that's a great outlet for puppets um and then it kind of like i pushed it aside for a little bit and then recently i've gotten back into puppets again in terms of making i've always been a puppet's like watching them I but love- making them i've gotten back into puppets because um i was i was in japan last year and i had um a, a big open space in my apartment i had a period of downtime i had Pitched the idea like to speedball of I had some content I wanted to film Mm -hmm. and I was thinking about doing an interview show, but instead of me being the interviewer, it would be a puppet of me. And he's like, that's ridiculous. We have to do it. So I was like, I just have to make a Veda puppet. So I kind of like went back to the drawing board of how I remember making puppets. There's some newer, watch some YouTube videos. I have this space in the apartment and some downtime and the hundred yen store down the street had all these art supplies. So the puppets just came from me like wandering around shopping, buying stuff. So I make this Veda puppet and I took it to like Tokyo Disneyland. and I take it around yes. and i filming stuff with it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make more puppets. So I made um, some, pu- I made a speedball puppet and a Mal puppet, like his tag partner. Um, I made a puppet that we ended up using in a match at one point. Uh, and I made it. there's a there's a lot of puppets out there, like, yeah. we've done a lot of work with the puppets. and I never ended up incorporating that much into wrestling because there's only so much you can do. I just really really like reignited my love of of puppets um and then uh, in terms of the clown thing, mm-hmm. well, that's easy. uh, when I was a kid, I was a Girl Scout, and I still the Girl Scouts are still very important to me. um, and there was a a, a clowning unit that we were able to do at one, like, like a special, like clown camp or something like that, because I was really into magic. So I thought the natural extension oh, okay, of- okay. There's
1: the, other yeah, was that yeah, part of it too.
0: The natural extension of being a magician, I thought was clowning. So mm-hmm. I went to clown camp, basically. Yeah. Like a clown, a camp session that was devoted to clowning so I could learn- a little bit about, like, pantomime and juggling and different kinds of stuff to work my magic into this clown act that yeah. I thought I was going to have when I was eight. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. Clowns don't scare me. I think they're great. I love clowns. So, uh, I never got super, like, I did some clowning for a while, but I never got, like, super into that because I didn't like the, the grease paint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this <man>. is true. <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't wear makeup until I got into wrestling. Mm-hmm. Except for clown makeup. And I didn't like the process that it took to put the clown face on. So now that I'm wrestle, I wear makeup. Uh but this is like the first time like as an adult I've started to wear makeup. Yeah. I never wore it before that, and partly it was because I thought it took too long. So like clown stuff, that, that took too long for me. Wow. But yeah, that's a very long <laughs> answer to uh no, I still love cake clowns cakes, clowns, and puppets.
1: What's one of your favorite uh Sesame Street? Muppets? Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch, okay.
0: I Oscar the Grouch is my absolute favorite. My So my favorite Muppet is Rolf the Dog, 100%.
1: Okay.
0: Like, not even close. But my favorite Sesame Street character is is Oscar.
1: For me, it was always, like, Cookie Monster. And, like, he still, Monster's like... Cookie Monster's
0: a good choice, too.
1: He still, like, resonates with me. Because, like, they'll do, like, stuff with him, like, on Twitter yeah. and everything. Like, I just... I remember I caught a tweet the other day, and I'm like... This just character is great, I, and he, he still resonates with everybody.
0: Yeah, I um I always loved Oscar. I have a lot of Oscar stuff. Um, I there they have an Oscar at the Smithsonian. I was pretty excited mm-hmm. to see that the other year because they it, was, it had been in storage for a while and they have it back out now, so I got to see the Oscar. Um, uh, but yeah, I'd say Oscar. But my favorite Muppet overall is Rolf, hundred
1: percent. Have you got to go to? I don't. I forget where it's at. Maybe it was in New York, New Jersey, where they have the. The Muppet Museum? So
0: I didn't get to go. No. Okay. I haven't gone. um, But I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Yeah, I just, uh, I actually just finished another Jim Henson biography. I read like a ton of just like biographies of different puppeteers, um, Mm -hmm. anything like Jim Henson I'll read. um, Just because I like to see like the thought process behind people who perform in like slightly unconventional ways and like puppetry is sort of that.
1: Have you, have you gone down the rabbit hole of Mr. Rogers?
0: Um, So, I don't know if I would call it gone down the rabbit hole, but, like, especially – so, I would say I watched Mister Rogers as a kid, mm-hmm. and um, then there was that Mister Rogers documentary that came out a little so while good. ago. That was great. So I started to read a little bit more, mm-hmm. and then now with this new Mister Rogers movie coming out, I just read it's an out. yeah, it's out now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just read an article written by I can't remember the writer's name. Shoot, it's the it's the writer that Mister Rogers is talking to in this movie. Um, he's from Esquire. I, I
1: think. know his name. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: he's in. he's in the documentary, but yeah. they – I was listening to an interview about that dude, and he, uh, he basically said, like, they didn't give, like, a lot of, like, who these people were. And, like, mm-hmm. or, like, it was just, like, this was his friend, which a lot of people were his friend, and then they'd be, like, writer. But they wouldn't tell you what.
0: Yeah, so I read an interview with this guy who's featured pretty heavily, and, like, the movie is about his
1: relationship with Mr. Rogers. Partially.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if, then- it's
1: him and, I guess, like, an- another writer, and it's just kind of, like, how – loosely based on his uh, right, right. interaction with that's, other people.
0: That's what he said. He was like, so our interactions are, are, he's like, he really liked the movie. He really liked being involved with it. The interactions are truthful. They like fictionalized him and he was yeah. fine with that. But I read an article with him and now I haven't seen the movie yet because it just came out and I don't go to movies when they're out because I need to wait
1: for them to be on an airplane.
0: Um, that makes but sense. I might I might go see this.
1: Uh, Tom Chinote.
0: Okay, yes, yes. Yeah, so. I had to look up, because like, yes, he's been on a couple yes, podcasts,
1: but I've listened to it, but yeah. Yes,
0: so there, I think now there's going to be a lot of stuff, and I just downloaded, I haven't started it yet, Um, it's uh like a five or six part podcast about Mr. Rogers. That Finding just pop- Fred? Is it Finding Fred? Would it be Finding Fred? Let the, me look. There's
1: two that I listen to, Finding Fred is-
0: Is it good? Is
1: the better of the
0: two. So I just, I literally just, de- uh, it's Finding Fred, yeah.
1: Of uh, the episode that I'm going to- I'm not gonna recommend because you're gonna you're gonna still listen to it, but the one that I love the most, and I even had my fiance listen to it last it week. Right it is called uh, it's called Beth. It's episode four.
0: Oh, from Finding. Okay, so, so I've, I've Yeah, yeah. I have them all downloaded that that are out. Um, I love multi part podcast series, and I'll listen to pretty much. I have a Dolly Parton one that I'm in the middle of right nice. now. Uh, who I love, Dolly Parton, like that's and a whole other podcast. Uh, yeah, here it is, Beth. OK, so I will list, Beth I'll probably a, listen to this is a tonight.
1: very good episode,
0: um, but I love podcast series. So when I saw this one, obviously I had to download it. I'm in the middle of a eight part on Watergate right now. Once I finish okay. that, I'll probably move on to the Mr. Rogers. I do have nine hours to drive tonight, so I will get to it. I'm sure.
1: Let oh, me know tonight. after you get past that. that Between episode. tonight
0: and tomorrow, I'm sure I'll get to it. Beth is the one you said. Yeah. Right? OK, Um
1: like, it's, it's a good podcast as a whole because it was that documentary that made me go down the rabbit hole right. and, like, made me go, oh, my God, this guy was great. Like, it was, like, what he did for, like, kids wh- is just nuts. Like, now you, like, go back as an adult and go, oh, my, like, this can resonate with an adult. Like, you mm-hmm. can still learn stuff. It's not like, you know, you can't go down the dream part. Sorry, stuff, I have no
0: attention. To me as I started, like, checking my email up. <laughs> so that's why I was distracted for a second. No,
1: no. But, like, I mean, there's that aspect with him. Yeah. And it's... It's so. Cr- if you, w- I always wondered like, if he would have lived like this long, like what would have happened? Because his work was fantastic, and there's a lot of great stuff. So
0: that's that's what this article was kind of talking about. The writer was talking about mm-hmm. how many people talked to him, like you know, if Mister Rogers was alive today, what would he think of Donald Trump? What would he think of this? And what would he think of this? And like people just like speculating on that, and like the I I don't want to like say what the article says because i can't remember exactly yeah. i don't want but like check it out like look him up he, it's a re, it's recent because he's talking about the movie that just came out yeah, okay. but he he talks about that he talks about like had he lived longer or, like, been alive now, how would he, what conversations would he want us to have with, like, our children about, like, climate change or something like that? Yeah. Like, things that are scary and resonant to children right now, how would Mr. Rogers handle them? And maybe yeah. that's something we should be thinking about.
1: Yeah. And, like, he even changed, like, the way, kind of like I do podcasts and everything and interviews. I, I used to hate silence. Mm-hmm. And, like, watching the documentary, there's like, he loves silence. And yes. He, to me, I'm like, how can that be? But, like, I've kind of learned, like, if, like, if you're talking and if I, just stay quiet for a couple more seconds. You're kind of implied to keep talking, right? And like that might add something, and that or I might be able to go a different direction with. Yeah. It. And it's just I don't know. That I mean, that's what I got from a podcaster, and I was like, that's that's awesome. But that that series is great. I, I can't recommend it anymore. And I'm not. I don't get a chance to listen to a lot of podcasts like. Yeah. That. But I I was blown away and I loved it. So
0: I'm like, I am a reader. Like I'm constantly reading. But uh, and I mentioned this earlier today when I was doing another podcast. I say this to people all the time because they know when they're in my car, there's going to be podcasts going on or that I I don't listen to music at the gym. I listen to podcasts at the gym Mm -hmm. because I can't like read while I'm working out and I can't read while I'm driving. So I usually do podcasts then. So between books and podcasts, I always have something going. Um, I'm not so much a music person anymore, which is like a weird thing to say. It's not like I don't. Yeah, I just I don't follow as much of it anymore. But, uh, yeah, same yeah. way for a,
1: a while. He also has a, a audiobook where only there's only one, at least on Audible, that he's reading. Oh, so I found that like really interesting, and it's <sighs> called "You Are Special: uh, uh, Words of Wisdom huh. from America's Beloved Neighbor." And that actually, there's a quote in there that he talked about that he loved, and it's uh, "Everything Essential." in life is invisible to the eye and, right. and somewhere a- along those lines huh, and i think i've tweeted out, that yeah. out or something and it's like it's like a really deep thing cuz it's how you you interpret it yeah. is it is it love is it um even just the simple uh air like the air you breathe it's essential to life but it's invisible and i don't know that's that's really got me on that but uh it's starting to get a little late okay but I want to finish. This. Oh, yeah.
0: You have, a, uh, you have a little gimmick you like to do at the end of the podcast, right?
1: Yes. Uh, I've Let's never heard anybody it. call it that. But yes, we have none other than the fave five questions. Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the fave five questions. Now, can you dig it? And uh, some of these could be really interesting because I have some, like, food-related ones, but there are ones that, like, you won't be able to answer, like, although this one out right now, it's not one of the official ones, but, like, wings bone in or out. Well,
0: so here's an interesting thing about that. Huh? I have a list of foods that I have never eaten. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that I didn't eat before I stopped eating meat. And I stopped eating meat when I was very young. Chicken wings are on that. I've never had a chicken wing. Wow. Boneless, bone-in, neither. But I do love like a seitan wing or I use buffalo sauce on a lot of stuff, like yeah. on tofu. So I like the, the like the, the flavor of like the buffalo sauce. Never had a chicken wing though. That's on the list of things. That I've never had a real version of
1: it. Have you ever watched uh, Hot Ones on YouTube?
2: Yes. Like, I yes. know, like,
1: I've learned, like, if you are vegan or vegetarian, like, they give you tofu wings. Yeah. Like, when I found that out, I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting. It makes sense, but it's really it. just,
0: like, a vehicle for the sauce more yeah, than anything. Pretty much. But yeah, no, uh, uh, wings, that's a food I've never had and never will have. There was a list of stuff that I've never eaten and won't. A Big uh, Mac. I've never had a Big Mac. Oh, wow. I never will. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'll start with question number one. I think I know where you lie on this. It's the the international question of wrestling sheets or Wawa, or is there a third option that you like better?
0: So honestly, I would say that I'm kind of like either or. I know that's not a popular answer. Okay. So the coffee's better at Wawa. Uh Wawa has like their holiday blend out right now. I wait all year for this. It's sort of a gingerbread flavored coffee. Their pumpkin spice is ace too. So, I like the Wawa coffee better. And a lot of times that's what I'm going in for is the coffee.
2: Okay. True.
0: Back in the day, she used to have the better food selection. But Mm Wawa has really upped their game on that too. So, I don't know. I'm from Philly. That's why I figured you. I feel like I have to say Wawa, but I'm not anti Sheets at all. I just went to Sheets today. I'm friends with Greg Iron. He's Mr. Sheets. Like, I can't not say Sheets. But, and I have a Sheets card and I go to Sheets for gas all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say it's both. But if you made me choose, it'd probably be Wawa because the coffee's better.
1: The one around here I love is Gecko.
0: Gecko is good. So Gecko has. everything bread for their sandwiches
1: and it's yes. delicious it's
0: like an everything bagel but it's bread it's,
1: and then like i've been told it's a wawa rip off but they got the pilgrim for thanksgiving oh cuz wawa
0: has the gobbler yeah, yeah.
1: and oh, to me that's like the like everybody's like go to get go <laughs> sandwich uh question number 2 adams family or Munsters
0: adams family 100% i love the adams family why uh, so the monsters is
1: <laughs> there's no I always the thing is the there's Munster, no wrong answer
0: the monsters is a little too cheesy and a little too hokey for me but it's not a ripoff Adam's family they have developed completely at the it's same, same time. time yes which is very interesting to me um, started I started and
1: ended within weeks of each other
0: right and I I read um, I read. I read something about Charles Adams and then listened to a, a multi-part podcast about him, and he was an interesting fella. And how he like developed the, the cartoons because they were for greeting cards
2: originally. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but the current, the modern, no, not the. I won't say the current Adams Family movie because that looks like it might be dreadful. I'm not sure the cartoon that's out now. I don't know.
1: It's a kids' movie, I'm so not, it's like it's hard to yeah. To I don't judge know. it.
0: But the like the Adams Family movies, like uh, like the Angelica Houston movies of. The Christina Ricci like of my Yay. childhood oh, yeah. like hold up so hard I watched um I watched the Addams Family the other day and it was banging it's still it's like it's it's so good so I would say Addams Family over the Munsters Munsters are a little too cheesy for me
1: a little bit well like i think with with those even if you compare the series i was about to say like monsters never got a really like all oh, kevin though no, they did get a, like a, a revival and it did yeah. tanked like so like or like maybe two revivals and they both tanked
0: john aston as as gomez is mm-hmm. like the og gomez but i think we've all like decided that raul julia is like the gomez mm-hmm. and i think that he just like that character yeah is so good and his relationship with Morticia, like, just makes the movies. And that's sort of, like, that pushes the Addams Family ahead a little bit. So, I'm going to go with Adams Family over Monsters.
1: I think that's also one of the rare occasions, the sequels better. Mm. I think Values is Addams way... Addams Family
0: Values snaps, okay? Yeah. Like, it's good.
1: Because I think the whole, like, oh, like, Fester, like, learning who he is, like, I don't know. That just, it doesn't have the same magic like the series did. Yeah. So, when you actually bring that back... In, in values like it just all makes sense it's all fun and that's when wednesday has some of her best stuff at the, yeah at the so adam's family,
0: adam's family over monsters 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 100
1: percent. well they're based off universal monsters so you're, you're not too far off uh question number three best physical portrayal of the joker
0: Oh, I'm not. A, this oh, is not my. Okay. This is not my wheelhouse. Oh, um, I mean, you, you, let me think. Maybe like
1: actually, if you don't have one, we'll, we'll, Jack
0: Nicholson. I like. I enjoyed that. Like that's not my. Like I'm not a. I'm not a comics person. It's not really my thing. So, so I just saw. Man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just saw the. I saw the the new Joker movie and. Uh, because when I'm in England, um, there's a movie theater right next to my gym and they do matinee prices. So a lot of times we'll work out in the morning and we'll go to the movies. So I mm-hmm. see a lot of movies when I'm in England and we went to see the Joker and speedball and I like 10 minutes in, We just like look at each other and we're like, this movie is not for us. <laughs> <laughs> like we are not the audience for this. Uh, so it didn't really like resonate with me so much. Not really my thing. Uh, enjoyable romps, let's okay. say maybe Jack Nicholson.
1: I'll I'll redact that question. I won't have a count. Physical media or digital?
0: Oh, it depends on what the media is, though.
1: That's that's such a common one.
0: Uh, let's so I I can even just like narrow it down to just books because I'm a books person over anything else. I love a physical book. Mm-hmm. I love the experience of a book. I love having a, a, a cultivating a library for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I love uh, writing like marginalia. Like I love writing notes in my books. I love just like the smell of a book. I love a library. But with all the traveling I do, I use a lot of ebooks. And there's a benefit to those too like the way that I can highlight and and go back to things and like I can have basically an entire library inside my tablet. Um I use the, the ebook service from my public library all the time. So I don't know, I think it just kind of depends on like you can embrace both for your lifestyle. Yeah. I mean like I don't have I mean, I have boxes and boxes of, like, wrestling DVDs and wrestling tapes, like, at my mom's house. But when it comes to, like, watching wrestling now, it's all digital. It's I stream everything. Like, I don't yeah. pop in DVDs anymore because I don't have them to pop in. Um, so, like, I, I think it kind of just depends on what your lifestyle is. So, that's – I'm going to give you a non-answer to that. Especially if we're going on books. You're the totally queen of depends. these today. <laughs> I mean, I have – but the thing <laughs> is, like, I have, I have physical copies, like, h- actual – physical media of every book that i love um but i also will oftentimes have a digital copy so i can read it whenever i want
1: i feel like i'm that way with music if you're an artist that i really like because mm-hmm. like i have apple music so i'll download it yeah but if i can go out and buy a physical copy to, hold it. Have, to hold it like i'm going to do it because yeah. i'm going to support you and and whatever But I I get that way. And especially, too, with the thing like with movies, we're getting to a point now you can buy a physical copy and get a digital copy instantly.
0: Like, I don't think I will ever experience the level of joy I did when I was 10 years old. And I would go to the library and get like a tote bag full of books and bring them home and just like spread them out in front of me and decide which one I was going to read first. I don't think like that joy. You can't get that sort of joy from a digital copy of a book, like from an ebook. But 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 you can get close.
1: It's. That's almost similar to, I think, a lot of kids when growing up, like they'd go get a video, get a bunch of video games for the weekend, right. a bunch of movies, and probably doing the same thing of like, which game am I gonna play? Which movie am I gonna Right, watch Versus first for when you
0: like just kind of like download it onto your, yeah, like, boom, onto your there. Switch or whatever and you just have it. Yeah. Or you just pick it up on Netflix and you just have an un- unlimited selection. Yeah. So there's like positives and negatives.
1: Okay. Question number four. Let's go. Do you sleep with your door open or closed?
0: Oh, see now I'm gonna have to give you a non-answer. It depends where I am, because there's no most of the places I live. All I have is a bedroom. Like okay. I live in like a share house, so all that's I have true. is a bedroom. That's true. That's true. So that's a doors
1: closed situation. Okay, we'll we'll do it like if your, I was your, in you know, a like your private a, residence, like yeah. your own home.
0: Um, open. I think it's okay. like. There's no need to close it then. I think I only would close. I think I only close the door when I have to in general. I'm a big like open floor plan kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly happy just having one room for all of my space. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, it's another non answer.
1: <laughs> I was always door closed. Until I started living with a cat,
0: mm, and you got to let him
1: go in and out. Yeah, well, because I know with when we got our Dexter, and he was a kitten, I was like, okay, like we'll have him sitting here. After he got to a certain age, it was like after a certain time, row, row, yeah. and I'm like, all right, fine. Just go. mean
0: crying. And yeah,
1: and so I've I've learned to sleep with a door open, but I like I grew up in a house where the living room was like right off where yeah. my room was. So like if my dad was up like, watching TV, that's like light into my room, and like I'm not gonna fall asleep. So I. Went so many years, and I thought everybody did. Like, oh, I'm going to bed. Close the door. Yeah. And then come to find out, no, no, people sleeping no, like with open.
0: I, I think for me, like, because I've all the like traveling around, I do so often. I'm in like a shared living situation. Yeah. Where there's like eight of us who live in a house. So my room, the door will be closed because it's my only like space
1: that's yeah. mine. Question number five. Uh, waiting for this non-answer. Pancakes or waffles?
0: Oh no, this is not even a question. Uh, totally situational. Okay. Here's the thing. Frozen waffles are bullshit. Don't okay. even bother. Don't even – do not come for me with frozen waffles like it's gross. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So, if, if we're talking frozen waffles, no. There's frozen pancakes too. I don't want to discuss those either. Basically, a frozen breakfast food is a no, but I know a lot of people like like the Eggo waffles. Disgusting. Uh, f- there is very, very little though that can top a f- like a fresh waffle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Here's the other part of this equation. Pancakes. I do love pancakes. I actually had some pancakes today. I love pancakes. I cannot make pancakes. It's the one thing. I can cook anything. I can't make pancakes. I don't know. Uh, I'm very impatient sometimes when it comes to pancakes. I flip them too early. My dad, when I was growing up, he made pancakes every Sunday. They were delicious. He still has a griddle. He can still make pancakes. If I try making pancakes on those griddles, it's not going to happen. I can't make my own pancakes. So, like, pancakes to me, that's like a a special occasion food. Yeah. But a waffle – I have a waffle iron. I mix up protein eat. powder. Okay. I make protein waffles all the time and just eat them plain. I like the like the the aesthetic of the waffle. Mm-hmm. Um but I can make my own waffles. I can't make my own pancakes. So again, it's a non answer. It kind of depends. <laughs> if I go out and there's a like a Belgian waffle, I'll probably get the waffle, but like Pancakes to me is like, oh, breakfast at the diner, pancakes. I don't know. I get another non answer. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> terrible. I can't make pancakes. It's like my cooking kryptonite. I can't do it.
1: Well, like, I mean, I have other questions that I could have asked. Yeah. But there's like some that are definitely like, you're not going to have an answer. Like one of them is bacon or sausage.
0: So I do have an answer for that.
1: Oh, geez. And I could have went for that. It's
0: a, no, but it's but then another, is... another non answer. Okay, then. Um. So the pe- meat eaters will disagree with me on this, but like the taste of bacon, like the smokiness and the saltiness, like there's that flavor is recreated a lot of times in like a vegan bacon thing. So I, I know the t- I remember the taste of bacon and I know the taste of bacon and it is delicious. So I understand why people like bacon so much. However, I don't remember like what actual like meat sausage tastes like. And I've had vegetarian and vegan sausages that I've been told are like slightly the same so if you're going with like a vegetarian or vegan version of them i would probably go with the sausage because i like a hot dog sausage
1: i mean another one which i thought you would have gone one way but i forgot you do love both and that's coffee or or energy drinks
0: um yeah i tried to get off energy drinks for a really long time uh particularly like so when i was spending a lot of time in japan the energy drink selection there because i only really drink the sugar-free ones Mm -hmm. not great i was drinking all coffee there because there's tons of coffee and espresso beverages. Yeah. England has gotten more with the sugar-free monsters, but that's about it. So I was like able to ease off. Then I come back here and like rain is out with all sorts of like <laughs> badass flavors. Yeah. Right back on the energy drinks. I'm like, there's one burning a hole in my backpack right now. And yeah. you gave me a monster. Yeah. So I am. Because like, I
1: used to always bring the the pink lemonade ones. I don't think they sell it anymore. They don't make anymore. it
0: anymore. So I that's know. part of what got me off energy drinks in the first place is because I like the pink lemonade rehab. That was gone. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm off energy drinks. Then other ones landed and they have good flavors. And basically, I am just a, a cauldron of chemicals. <laughs> but I, I, drink a, I drink a lot of coffee.
1: Question um, the official question number six those other ones didn't yeah. count um, that I tailor around my guests. And for you, you kind of mentioned it earlier what was or is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? So. Non-answer.
0: No, it's not a non-answer. It's an answer, but I don't know regionally if you'll know it as a Samoa or a Caramel Delight. Samoa. So, I'm from the Northeast where they're called Caramel Delights, and it's that cookie. It's the chocolate caramel oh, coconut okay. cookie.
1: Yes. So, that means that's the era, the area right now that has like the, the different s'mores cookie, which so, I really want to try.
0: Yeah. So, like Girl Scout cookies, when I was growing up and selling them, like we had, there was like maybe four- five or six varieties and they would introduce like one or two new ones. And there's actually um, a str- strawberry. I forgot what it was called. It was like a strawberry jam cookie, sort of like a jammy Dodger that they introduced at one point Okay. to the point where like, I was excited when I saw a jammy Dodger. Cause I was like, Oh, it's like that girl scout cookie, which yeah. it's, it's similar. It's that, that we're like sticky jelly, yeah,
1: that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, uh, it's a caramel delight or a Samoa is my, is my absolute okay. favorite?
1: It's, I was like what was it? I was always thin mint and then I switched to Tagalongs, and now I've gotten to the point where I I'm on the Samoa train where I'm just like So So good.
0: That's another thing. Peanut butter patties. We always we've always known them as the peanut butter patty. Okay. But Is a tag along. Okay. So they're all and then there's a peanut butter sandwich. They still make the peanut butter sandwich. I don't. That remember, one's so like a, I, I it. looks like an Oreo, but it's got like an oat biscuit and peanut butter in it. Yeah, it's like a lesser peanut butter
2: patty. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm also from Tasty Cake Country, and the peanut butter patty and the peanut butter tandy cake are very similar.
1: Okay. Yeah. So then, no,
0: I have an answer for that one. It's a caramel
1: delight. That will like wrap this up. Any uh, final thoughts or social media last minute plugs before we go?
0: Um, yeah, my Twitter is at it's Veda time. I'm sure you'll tag that when yep. I when you put this up. That's the that's the social media I use the most. So pretty much is that.
1: And then V for Veda on Instagram. It's but...
0: V for Veda on Instagram, but I usually post more on Twitter. And if I post on Instagram, I'll post it on Twitter too. Okay. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, you have to get those followers up. You can do that too. <laughs> nope, all right. that's all I got. All right, Veda, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Virtual Pros. The world's only wrestling podcast on iTunes. Spotify and SoundCloud.
1: Listen to Virtual Pros. Available on World iTunes, iTunes, iTunes. Spotify and SoundCloud. Available on iTunes. Spotify and SoundCloud. and there you have it my interview with veda scott um really awesome that was a first uh, name for me to cross off on my bucket list for uh, interviews of 2020, and I recorded it at the end of November. So I got kind of a month head start. Spoiler alert uh, there's no other names that I have uh, officially recorded yet. I, I have some interviews that I'm working on. One thing that I do love about this kind of format is that I, I go off AIW schedule and actually. Little program, you know. The next four episodes are going to be all about AIW. We got uh, previews and reviews for two upcoming AIW shows, and there's been a lot of stuff too that's gone on within AIW that haven't had a real chance to talk about. A lot of lot of cool stuff. Um, first off, the merging of SmartMark Video and IWTV. So now there's going to be a lot more of AIW. And on IWTV, for that matter, we have the AIW's next show, which we will be previewing right here on the podcast, and that is Built to Last. That's Friday, February seventh, bell time of seven thirty at the Odeon in Cleveland, Ohio. We'll go over that card, uh, then obviously the week after that we'll do the review, and then next up after that we have Hey Yo. Saturday, February 22nd, 7.30 bell time at the Tadmore Shrine in Akron, Ohio. Special guest, Scott Hall. Um, Really, really looking forward to A.W.'s return to Akron. No, as as of this recording, nothing's been really announced for that show besides that. So we'll definitely have a lot rolling out within a short amount of time. And then we also have, you know, Thunder in Paradise coming up. Uh, The announcement of jlit 2020 and we have the chandler biggins memorial tag team tournament being replaced and this it got replaced right like the day before we released the episode talking about uh reviewing 2019 and previewing 2020 so the we had picks who's gonna win the chandler biggins memorial tag team tournament at that uh could potentially be different you know with the Biggins Bowl 2020. So uh, we'll get into that in June. So there'll be a lot to come up with that. We got And also throwing it out there for any independent wrestlers who are listening to this. At the day of that Akron show, Saturday, February 22nd, there's going to be a new talent initiative. And, you know, when this happened last year, this gave a moment to Cabana Man Dan, Lee Moriarty, Wardlow, and a handful of others. And I'm hoping to see some more wrestlers either from this area or not from this area, whatever here in Akron and make an impact on that night too, and make it, make it on the card. It's, it's going to be a fun show. I'm really looking forward to that. So, like I said, we have four episodes of that coming up and then there might be some interview time after that. So, uh, yeah, that, that will do it for us here on wrestling cheers. If you want to find me on social media, I am heavyset three, three, zero on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, much like the show, is at wrestlingchairs, facebook.com slash wrestlingchairs, twitter.com slash Cheers and instagram.com slash wrestlingchairs. Email, if you so choose Desire desire, Cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, please rate, review, and subscribe if you're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, wrestlingchairs.podbean.com. Check out other friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Your Vision Showcase, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, The Road Home from Wrestling, Haunted Home Video, The Indie Cast, Center of the Universe, SoBros Network, Big Gold Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, I Got Your Five Stars, Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling, At Odds with Wrestling, and It's Evolution, Baby. Check out our other non-podcast friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Sickening Pitchers Good Company Smoke and Jay's Barbecue Russell Void Midwest Territory Southern Underground Pro And the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, Where everybody knows your name Even if you don't like Tommy Boy Like what the hell Later In up breaking all your worries, sure, would help a lot. Would you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name.
2: And we're all these like you came. You're a fake, what you can say. Rules are all the same. I'm gonna <laughs> go to the I'm gonna to go I'm i to go